0: everybody good evening and thank you so much for tuning in once again so good morning good evening namaste hola bonjour and marabhan this is Namya joshi your host for the day welcome to the 18th episode of the podcast each one teach 10 an amazing world of stem an inspiring venture where we'll be discussing that stem is part of every day for every kid we also will learn together how to build a stem culture so today, I mean, like I say this every time that my happiness has no bounds, but I really mean it today because I have one of the most inspiring personalities, Ms. Anna Sarkar. So let's have her here. Hello, Good morning,
1: everyone. Rana. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me on your show. This is just a cool show. I love this. I love the theme of each one teach 10. I love this idea of you learn and you share as you're learning with other people so other people can also benefit such a good model. And it really works. It works for everyone. It works for every country. It works for all ages. So I'm really happy you're doing this. I love that you have the show and you've already had so many guests, fantastic guests on here.
0: Thank you so much, Donna. So I'll take this pleasure from introducing you to our audience. So Mm -hmm. Donna Sarkar is a software engineer. She is a lead dev advocacy at Microsoft for Power Platform and Fusion Devs multi-published author. She is the owner of her uh, fashion brand, Prima, Donna Studios. And she's a believer that tech upskilling is the ultimate equalizer. So how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. It is so fun to be able to talk to people from all over the world. You know, it's the one kind of good thing about this global pandemic we're in, which is we get to connect with people from so many places. So I'm just happy to see you and you're healthy and well, and I hope your family is well. And to all of the people watching out there, you know, I really hope that we're all part of this global community and you feel that you can reach out to people and ask for help or ask for advice or ask for things you need because we really are all connected. So thank you so much for having me today.
0: It's a pleasure for me. So I think that our audience are thinking this because it's going to be a very great conversation with Donna. So Mm -hmm. let's get started. So Donna, you've worked as a multidisciplinary team of software engineers and um, to create the world's first holographic platform mm-hmm. when the window inside programmer and now the dev manager at Power Platform. So how has been your journey so far?
1: So my journey has been, it's been really fun. Okay, honestly, it's been fun. It's fun. People talk a lot about how hard tech is and you know, there's so many issues and challenges and this is all true, but the reason there's so many people in it is because it's fun. So I've had such a privilege to be able to study computer science. That's what I studied at a place called the University of Michigan here in the U.S. Um, I studied that when I was 18. Um, I graduated when I was 22 years old, and I've had a job in tech since then. So I've been at Microsoft for uh, 16-ish years almost, and when uh, the whole time I've been at Microsoft, whether it was on HoloLens, like HoloLens is the mixed reality device that you wear on your head. So imagine taking a computer and making it into a head device, that's that's what it is. Um, whether it's working on that, whether it's working on the Windows Insider Program, which is 18 million people all over the world who are very enthusiastic about giving feedback on Windows, or whether it's on PAR Platform, which is the world's, I think, best low-code app development platform. My motto and way of working has been the same, which is, I don't believe that we should be creating technology and sending it to people. I think that's kind of an irresponsible and silly way of building. So what I like is co-creating with. So what that means is I like to go out and really understand people and the problems they're facing. Like, Namiya, what are some problems that you as a student face with technology, for example, right? I would get to know you, I would get to know your problems, and together we would come up with a solution that works for you. Once it's in prototype form, I would want you to test it in your world. So not in like a lab somewhere, like, you know, through screenshots, but actually test it in your world and see if it works. And if it works, then it's something that we should go and put out into the world. So I've worked across all of these different sort of tech products using the same model. And it's worked really well because it gives me the confidence that I'm building the right thing, but it also helps me make friends with people like you all over the world.
0: I must say that your journey is very influencing for our audience here. So it is like you started with the Hololens, and now you're using the Power Platform. And you mentioned that the Power Platform is like the best low-code platform, and I totally mm-hmm. agree with you on that because I have tried it on my own. And I think if you do Python, if you've not even done Python or Java, you know you need to know nothing to do the Power yeah. Platform. And so that's true. true that you can gain confidence. And you also create friends with others when you're collaborating and communicating with them.
1: Mm-hmm. So true. Yeah. Um, one thing I'll tell you about the Power Platform community, it's it's a pretty big community. It's like 10 million people all over the world. Um, they're so friendly. They're so friendly, right? Like you say you're working on Power Platform stuff, suddenly you'll have like a horde of people come from out of nowhere and say, let us know how we can help. Try this, try that, watch this video, do that so helpful, so friendly. I think the most friendly, helpful people I've ever met in my entire tech career. So, so much love for Power Platform people.
0: That's great. So um, I would like to ask you that, what did you think about becoming in your childhood?
1: You know, when I was young, I thought I would be a teacher. Um, And then I realized I don't when I think of teachers, uh, just like traditional teachers, I think of them as being people who have all the answers, and they espouse their wisdom to others. And I did not feel like I had all the answers, nor could I espouse wisdom. So I decided to become a software engineer and a teacher at the same time. Um, I didn't actually realize I've become like a teacher sort of person. But anyone who does what we call what you and I are doing right now, which is learning and in the open, right? Where we learn something, we share it with others. We learn something we share it with others. That is what I call learning in the open. And I think lots of people do this. Um, lots of people in the tech industry do this. And that itself is a form of teaching because you're teaching people how to learn. You're teaching people what to learn. You're teaching people your own journey, your old the tools you're using, the resources you're using. So in some weird way, I have become a teacher, but it's been through a weird in a weird um, path and a weird journey, but I've completely been able to fulfill that goal I had of helping other people learn the things that are in here so they can use it to solve their own problems.
0: Yeah, so you're like indirectly a teacher and also a software mm-hmm. engineer. So I have seen this uh, in people these days that we don't want to become teachers. It's like a very mm-hmm. old profession. But what we actually need are good teachers so we'll mm-hmm. have better students. So unless yep. we don't have great teaching, there will be no future ahead for the students. So mm-hmm. it's great to know that like you wanted to become a teacher. So you mm-hmm. became your teacher while becoming a software engineer.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. So uh, what do you have to say about the less code, more power supporting the STEM with power platforms?
1: So the less code, more power is this global movement where we say to be able to build things, to solve your own problems, whether it's a life problem, like, you know, Namiya's tracking her merchandise store, like a life problem or a business problem, like, you know, many companies are trying to figure out how people can go back to work after COVID is over. So those are like actual business problems. How do you solve those problems without having to learn how to code first? I, of course, because I learned to code first, I've always been a huge advocate of everyone in the world should be able to learn coding to solve their problems. But I also realized that that's not a luxury that most people have, right? Most people don't have the opportunity to get a computer science degree, go to coding bootcamp, or even devote all of the time you need to learn coding through you know, um, just those free courses and all of that. Most people just don't have the time. Either they have a family or they have a job or they have school or they have something else going on. So this concept of less code, more power removes the code aspect out of it, or at least reduces it by a lot, and gives you more power to create the things you want to create using these low code tools. So the set of tools I work on is called the Power Platform. And there are, let's say, four components to the Power Platform. There are Power Apps, which are which help you build apps for your iOS or Android phones. And these are apps that specifically are for your business or for your home. So I actually have a Power App that I use to inventory all of my fashion. So I run a fashion line on the side called Prima Donna Studios, and I have to keep track of my inventory right because if you have a lot of stuff you have no idea where anything else. i don't want to constantly have to run in here and look through the the shelves to see what i have so i track everything in a power app and i say like okay how many green dresses do i have in this size you know etc etc so th- this is an app that i built without writing any code at all using power apps there's automate which is low code automation or workflows this would be things like i need to send like this for you namia would be useful where you need to send mail to 10 future guests of your podcast with their specific days that you'd like them to appear, right? Like for Donna, it's May 15th. For someone, it'll be seven days from now. And then the, the title of their podcast will be different. You can now open your email and send 10 different emails, which is annoying and will take you like 35 minutes to do. Or you can create an Excel spreadsheet, put in their name, the date, the subject, and then you can write a power automate script that'll automatically send those 10 emails for you. So that is power automate uh, automate stuff. Third thing is power virtual agents, which is kind of my favorite. It's chatbots. So chatbots that will respond to your customer questions will be your personal assistant. It's just kind of fun and cool to build a chatbot that sounds like you um, or sounds like anyone you want to. And the fourth one that a lot of people use is called Power BI, which is visualization of customer data. So an MEM may want to say, like, here are all of the, the feedback points I get on my podcast or how many listeners or viewers I get. And over time, like what, what was the moment that they liked the most? What was the moment that we had the most viewers? So you can look at it with a series of charts and graphs. So this is a low-code platform. And the whole point is you don't need to know a lot of coding before to be able to use this to build any of these things.
0: And I agree with that. And it is exceptional that people are using Power Apps these days to okay. just solve small problems um, instead of creating like using Django, using Python or Java. You just need to open the Power Platform start and in a few more days, it's ready. Now, okay. I would also like to share my experience of using Power Apps. You so me? like. Yeah, so I saw like your tweet about the Udacity course about the mm-hmm. Power Platform. So I went through what exactly it was, and I registered for it to see how it works. And I saw the first lesson, and I saw you, you were telling about the Power Platform. It was so clear to understand, and I was getting excited on each and every topic that was coming up. And that's how like the each one t shell merchandise was about to be launched. And the day of launching, I thought of like. Uh, launching the app as well, which is almost ready now for being used. So I created the app and then I put the prototype on Twitter. And it was like such a blessing to get a retweet from you and tweet from you. And you know, that actually motivated me to use Power Platforms more. And I kind of have been creating a few more apps in that, which I'll surely be sharing with you soon.
1: Mm -hmm. Please do. I love that you who are someone who actually understands technology and coding find this so useful right because it's really people like that people who can go out and learn coding and solve all their these problems who say you know what i can go write a lot of code or i can just build a thing right shortcut the whole thing and just build a thing and i i think that is a very unique group of people that power platform can help because these are the people who really really wind up seeing the value because they're saying yeah i have all the tools but i actually don't need to go out and build like a table from scratch like I don't need to go to the woods chop down a tree and build the table when I can just like put a table together so I'm very excited to see what else you build with the Power Platform.
0: Sure I would love to share that with you Mm -hmm. and I must say like you can have your chats coming in for Donna any message you would like to give to her and I wanted to ask Donna if we can have questions from the audience for you. Yes please yeah. Okay so uh, audience watching us, you can ask the questions that you would like to ask to Donna, mm-hmm. and she'll answer it mm-hmm. So I had this question in mind that I I've read that you are always ready to ride on a plane. So if you yeah. get a chance right now, where would you fly?
1: Right now, if I could go anywhere, it would probably be to a place I haven't been before, um, but has a major tech scene that I feel is really growing and evolving. And that place is Ethiopia. Um, so Ethiopia is a place where there's a ton of people, a lot of young people, a lot of people very passionate about technology, but they just haven't had like the spotlight on them for all of the things going on in Ethiopia. So that's a place that I've, it's has been on my list for a very long time. But, you know, given all the things going on in their country with their government, um, it's been not a good place for people to travel who are from outside Ethiopia. So goes in my two-visit list, but dear anyone from Ethiopia, I'm coming for you at some point or another.
0: You know, listening from you about your dream place that you want to go, that reminded me of like I had a diary when I used to write the dream place that I wanted to go. So it might be funny, but I don't want to go to Antarctica to stay there for a few days. And then now when I saw the diary, I was like, did I write that? I mean, mm-hmm. how can I go there right now? It's like COVID, and nobody can go anywhere. But mm-hmm. I'm sure it's gonna. The situation is gonna be better soon, and we can so. meet each other someday.
1: Yes, that for sure. That we could definitely meet each other. Um, I actually know people have been to Antarctica. I know about three people have been there, and the way they go is they fly to like Argentina, and they take a boat, and that boat apparently takes like 22 days. But apparently it's an amazing journey. Uh, Antarctica was a place where I wanted to go to visit like the Penguin Sanctuary. So we I used to lead the Windows Insider Program and we have insiders in every country, including Antarctica. And the people in Antarctica who are insiders work at the Penguin Sanctuary. So I thought this is pretty cool. I get to visit the insiders, see penguins, and be in Antarctica. So I think it's totally possible for you to do.
0: Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, which, pro, uh, like, except the Power Platforms, which mm-hmm. programming language is your favorite?
1: So, my favorite programming language is probably my first programming language, which is C. Now, I learned this in 1998. So, a long, long time ago. Um, But it is the programming language that I used to build all of my first things, right? I used it to build operating system with Windows, I used it to build so many apps that run on Windows. It's the one that I know like innately well, right? It's it's the one where people ask me, what's your first language? I'm like C++, they're like spoken English. <laughs> but um, I think people's favorite programming language tends to be their first or their latest. And I I think that's fair. Um, one thing about programming languages that's super interesting is once you learn one, you can learn any one, any one of them because the way to learn a programming language is kind of the same, right? You learn basic syntax, you're like, yeah, syntax fine. And then you go get a project and you start to do the project. And as you're writing like the main body, like what do I want the main steps to be? Uh, Steps one through three, I click a button and this thing happens. And then I click that, you know, check type in this box and that thing happens. So as you write the main body, you will really learn the syntax um, of how to do those things. And then you'll learn like basic other things like Do I want to put this that I do a lot in a helper function over here? Do I want to iterate and loop to have this keep going until this thing happens, right? So all programming kind of falls into these steps of sequential, like do this, do that, do this, do that. Conditional, which is if this happens, then that happens. Or iterative, which is in a loop, like do this until I interrupt you in some way or the other. So all programming languages, according to me, kind of fall into these these steps. And everything else is really just syntax. So while C++ is my favorite, I've gotten to play with like Java lately because my team works on Java. I'm like, this is actually really familiar. It makes sense to me. I was always a little intimidated thinking, oh, I'm a C++ person. Mm -hmm. I'm going to learn this other thing. Mm -hmm. It it does feel, it's scary at first, but once you just identify the problem and start writing code, get past the algorithm phase and start writing the code, that's when you really figure out the syntax and the best way to use the language so that
0: yeah so when i was trying coding that's what exactly that was happening that mm-hmm. i was using sequencing if else, yeah. and all and sometimes i used to be like why is it not working and then mm-hmm. the problem was the syntax yes. and that was like i did not put the colon so that's right. what just happened in the end yeah. and i started using like python in the beginning i started mm-hmm. like coding last year i started yeah. learning that And uh, if I talk about my favorite one, I think I love Django a lot because Mm -hmm. in that, I use HTML and Python both together to create websites. And also like GitHub has helped me a lot to create um, like the the website links. And my first website was like for my computer project that I got in grade eight. Uh, So we created like a website on a job portal. It was called SRLC, that is Sustainable car Sustainable Zindagi which is if you have sustainable work it is sustainable life so mm-hmm. that's how it went and then i use like um pa- programming for my own website as well so it actually helped me to like make websites with it
1: that is so cool and you know the issue we ran into with syntax where where do you put the semicolon where's the space oh it happens constantly to everyone all the time all the time yes and half the time you're looking at it like why aren't you working why aren't you working and then you. I found the best thing to do is to leave it. Just leave, leave the whole thing. Go take a walk, get some water, whatever. Come back and you'll see it right away. But it's because, you know, like when you can't find something, like where did I put my keys or my mask or my phone? And it's right there in front of you. But you can't see it because you've been looking at it too long. So I found that to be the best debugging tool, honestly, is leaving it. The other thing that helps me when trying to solve like an interesting problem is Stack Overflow, which everyone uses, right, in tech. Um, It it helps with like the big picture thinking of how would I go about thinking about building a I don't know a website to do blah uh, to a website to do payments. Right. That's the thing that I'm thinking about right now. How do I build a website to do payments? So I'll look that up on Stack Overflow, look at like a bunch of options and then just pick one and say, I'm going to try to build this and see what happens. Um, And in choosing the project, you really choose the language. So that's how my process is. It's worked pretty well so far. I love that there's always new programming languages. People are like, oh, do you know about blob? I'm like, what is that? So I should probably learn about it, right? So the, the thing to know about technology is you're never behind. People are like, oh, I'm already behind. I'm like, no, because there's always a new language, always a new language. Like if something was introduced last year, nobody knows it. There's like 100 people who know it. So you're never too late. And
0: I can relate to that because if I take that to games, I have a few friends I would talk about my brother. So he says, "You know this game?" And if I don't know it, my next my expression is exactly same as yours. What is that? I've mm-hmm. never heard about it. And yeah. that's when like I start playing the game. If I would love to, but I just play a few. I'm not like more into the survival gaming. I love mm-hmm. to do it just for education.
1: Yeah, same. I'm not good at gaming. Anything with survival, I will die and under mm-hmm. what do we do what is this what's going on in dead <laughs> it's just not gonna happen mm-hmm. um but okay. you are a craft expert so you are actually very good at games.
0: thank you so much so
1: mm-hmm.
0: i think we can show a few comments if you would like to
1: yeah,
0: see please okay so we start from the beginning we have vishwas joining us thank you so mm-hmm. much for joining we have yeah. miss monica joshi mm-hmm. we have mr Deepak pange mm-hmm. here this is awesome. Thank Look you at so all much for joining.
1: Me. Thank you for joining us.
0: And I think this is Divyantri. She's like one mm-hmm. of my friends. Thank you so much for joining Divyantri. So we have Mr. Deepak Fangi. He has a question for you that, how are you mm-hmm. using Microsoft tools in this pandemic?
1: Mm-hmm. So there are, I would say, three tools that I use nonstop kind of. First one is Teams. Uh, teams I use to do all my all my work calls. So now that we're not having meetings in person, everything is a Teams meeting. Every single last thing, whether it's a meeting with my team, whether it's a meeting with people across Microsoft, people in the community, or if it's giving a presentation, it all happens via Teams. So that is the big, you know, collaboration presentation tool from Microsoft. It's done a lot of people. Um, it's helped a lot of people who just run their business online. So that's one. Second one I use all the time, it's an extension of my brain, really, is OneNote. I can't remember anything at all. I'm extremely forgetful, extremely forgetful. So if I don't write it down in my OneNote immediately, it didn't happen. It will leave my brain and be gone forever. So if someone says, hey, Donna, can you do this? Like, for example, Namia said, oh, can you meet on the 15th? I immediately put in my OneNote and said, like, highlight check back with Namia on the 15th about this podcast. If I don't write it down, did not happen. So I use OneNote and I like that OneNote on my PC syncs to OneNote on my phone. So I always know what I'm supposed to be doing, my to-do lists, my notes to myself, ideas like bad ideas, good ideas, coding project ideas, fashion ideas, all of it is in one OneNote all the time. And the third thing, it's boring but useful, which is Outlook. Outlook to send uh, mail, manage my calendar, et cetera, et cetera. So not super glamorous because i'm not I'm not a gamer, so I don't use Xbox or anything like that. Um, but these are the three like I would say essential tools that have gotten me through this pandemic.
0: I will agree with that because I use those tools as well. But if I will say which I use the most is the first one that's Team, just yep. because I have my online classes for six yes. hours every day on that. And okay. secondly, if I have any, like, uh, what do you say, um, uh, collaboration with people or any uh, initiatives I'm supposed to take or any classes that I'm supposed to take, that's what I do in Teams every time.
1: You have six hours of class in Teams every
0: day? Yeah.
1: Hmm. Six hours of meetings. Oh. No. I yeah, Not because so like, now I'm in grade nine. Yeah. nine. That's
0: why the timing has increased.
1: I know, it's a lot of meetings. Oh my God, that's a lot of paying attention.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we have Riyadh, he's joined us. Thank you so much for joining. I don't know, I think this is probably one of my subscribers. So he's asking that, which is the easiest programming language?
1: Hmm. What do you think? So I think the easiest place to start is something visual. So I would say like HTML, yeah, I think HTML, not CSS though. CSS is like, uh, I think HTML to build like a basic website, maybe JavaScript after that because it's kind of almost human readable. I don't know. I mean, I think I'm very biased though because I would say like our platform to learn, right? That's what I would say. I would say like, okay. Use Power Platform to learn local development, and then use like in the formula box. You will learn some basic programming syntax, and once you learn that basic programming syntax, then suddenly you're you know how to do like JavaScript and all this stuff. So once you know how to do references and variables and initialization and stuff through using Power Platform, then I feel like you can learn another programming language pretty easily. So I guess either one of those answers. If if it if the question is Programming, programming from scratch I would say start with HTML if you want to learn like development I would start with power platform and you can do it for free because we made a course so people can do it for free
0: yes go for it and it's great I'm telling you that <laughs> so we also have another question coming from miss Prince so he's asking that will windows 7 stop functioning by June 2021.
1: I think Windows 7 has stopped functioning um, I think about three years ago two years ago we had everyone upgrade to Windows 10 because it, so Windows 7 is not going to stop stop right like you can still log in and do things but it'll stop getting security updates and you don't want that. Security is extremely important. We get hacked all the time, right? All the time by malicious characters. So you will want to upgrade to Windows 10. If you like Windows 7, you're probably going to like Windows 10 a lot. It has similar look and feel with a bunch of better security updates, a bunch of new like control panel things that are easier to use. I worked on Windows 7, so it is also, you know, a thing that I worked on. I'm very attached to. I worked on Vista, Win 7, Win 8, Win 8.1, Hololens, and Win 10. So all of them, all of them. But I think Win Ten is the one that you will want to upgrade to.
0: Yes, and I agree with that. So we have um, my math teacher in here. Thank you so much, oh. ma'am, for joining. And I'll say that again: that it's always inspirational when you join in my podcast. <laughs> we have Miss Vidhi Gupta. Thank you so much, ma'am, for joining. And uh, Mr. Deepak is saying thank you for answering my question. Oh, you're welcome. So I think that's all for the questions that we have mm-hmm. in the chat box and the chat that we have. So I'll Perfect. come to the last of the last question that mm-hmm. I have for you. Where can we find you online?
1: So probably the best place is on Twitter. You can see my handle there at Donna Sarkar. Some people, meaning my team, think that it's easier to get a hold of me via Twitter than by email or Teams. And they're correct. Um, so I tend to spend a lot of time on Twitter because it's my way of making new friends. It's where I meet new people. I learn new things. I learn about people like Namia doing amazing things in the world. And it helps me do that thing we talked about at the beginning, which is co-creating. When I go out and learn about people's problems, I can come up with the right tools to help them solve their problems. And I'm never gonna find those problems by hanging out in email or Teams. I'm only gonna find them out by engaging with people in the world. So it's the best place to find me. If you have ideas on things you'd like to see from the Power Platform or you know, cool things for Microsoft, Just let me know because we're always looking to make new friends. Yes, and you can also see you can
0: follow her at Donna Sarkar, it's written on her name on Twitter. And I'll put the details in the description for you all to check it out. So before we sign off, Donna, we would love to have a message for the audience by you.
1: Okay, so I would say there are two parts to this message. Okay, every single one of us has some ambition of something we want to do in our lives. For Namiya, it was, I want to learn technology and share it with everyone that I know of. I want to help teachers and students. So she is doing it. This is her way of doing it. Yes, we're in a pandemic. Yes, we're stuck at home. But she started this really cool podcast to go share the message out with so many people. And you see from all these viewers chiming in how many people she's impacting. And on top of this, there's thousands of more people who aren't chiming in, but they are watching and they're learning. So she has done what I call, she's done the thing. Okay. She had a thing I want to learn and share. She's doing the thing. I had a thing that says, I want to be a teacher. I want to go and share whatever's in my head with people around me so they don't have to make the same mistakes I did so they can benefit and you know do far greater things than I'm doing. So by being a software engineer and speaking a lot um, openly, I feel that I have done the thing. So for every one of you who has a dream, no matter what it is, no matter what it is, Figure out a way to take one step today, right? It doesn't have to be the big step. It can be step one. You want to learn to be a programmer? Learn HTML, learn Power Platform. You want to learn to be an astronaut? Go figure out what that means. Like read some books on astronomy and astronaut stuff. Whatever your goal is, take one step. Go forth and do the thing.
0: And I agree with you on that because some people intend to go like, I'm going to climb the entire mountain in one go, but that's now how not how life works. It's supposed to be like one step at a time. Mm-hmm. And that's how you become an inspiration for other people like you, Donna. Oh,
1: You are very, very kind. Thank you so much for having me on your show. This has been super so fun. This is a great show and I love your questions.
0: Thank you so much, Donna. So I would love to say by, I will end by saying that you're a true example of girls in STEM who are empowering others by showing them their way to entrepreneurship. And that's what I learned from you while you were telling us about it. So I must say that thank you so much for your valuable time, even on the weekends. It is such a great opportunity to learn from you today.
1: Thank you. Be safe.
0: Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. And I'll meet you in the next episode. Till then, each one teach 10. Have a nice day.